If it's the Lord's will, let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. When I was in college, I had a wonderful older professor nearing the end of his career who at the end of a Friday class session would always say, we'll see you back here on Monday, Deo Volente. And I was always so curious about that phrase. It's a Latin phrase, and I knew the Deo part meant God. And I learned that the Volente part uh, comes from the root word uh, for our word volition, meaning uh, of the will. And um, I came to discover that that phrase, Deo Volente, means if the Lord wills it. (laughs) And then later in my life, I had a friend who had moved to our community from the Deep South. uh, And he always would say, if the Lord wills and the creek don't rise. (laughs) Uh, It's a way of saying, um, if it's God's will, it'll happen. And today we pick up in James chapter 4. We're going to finish the chapter. And we're going to be looking at verses 13 through 17. And this comes in a section subtitled, Boasting About Tomorrow. And um, we all have a perspective on the future, don't we? We all think about the future. We all wonder about the future. If you're in a relationship with someone um, and uh, it hasn't become marriage yet, You wonder what the future holds for that relationship. Even if it's marriage, you wonder what the future is going to bring for your relationship. Uh, If you have children, you wonder about the future. Uh, We wonder about the future with our jobs, with our nation, with all kinds of things, our health. Um, The future is often very present on our hearts and um, something that we think about a lot. I think the mistake a lot of people make is thinking that the future is something in their control, something that if they plan enough, uh, create enough goals, uh, work hard enough at, that they're going to have utter control of their destiny. And the reality is, despite our planning, despite our efforts, despite our goals, uh, despite our discipline, the future still comes on its own terms. It's just the truth. And uh, yes, it's good to plan. Yes, it's good to set goals. Yes, it's good to be disciplined. But we must maintain a willingness to accept that the future is something out of our grasp and out of our control. And James addresses that here in chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, as well as giving some other really good instruction. Uh, But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for another day to celebrate your goodness and grace and mercy. Father, we are children of mercy and children of grace, and we stand on these clay feet realizing uh, that we're broken and that we're needy and that we need you. And so, Lord, speak through your word today because we're hungry. Fill us, change us, grow us in the direction of your son, Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. All right, let's read the text. James writes, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, 
we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is a sin for them. Now, James addresses the, the perspective that many of us have on the future. And the perspective that many of us have on the future is a future where we don't even really factor in the Lord's will. <laughs> we don't even think about God too much when we think about the future. We simply think about our plans and our goals and the things that we'll be doing. And he captures that so well. Today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. And that's the attitude that most people embrace. We're just going to do our thing until we can't keep doing our thing. And uh, James says, why do you embrace that way of thinking? Why do you behave like that? Why do you look at the future that way? He says, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. And isn't that so true? Isn't that so true? Life can turn on a dime and it doesn't need our permission. James challenges us to think about our lives. What is your life? What, what is this thing that we do every day when we wake up in the morning and put clothes on and go out the door to our jobs and come back and clean our houses and make meals and raise our families and do it all over again the next day? What is this thing all about? Is it just about the routines? Is it just about the day-to-day mundane activities that we typically embrace and then we live for the more exciting moments vacation a night out those kinds of things or is the perspective of life something so much different and i have to think from god's perspective it's something so much different the problem is our futures are in question because most of us live the present without purpose We are just going through the routines and we are just doing the mundane stuff and we're wondering deep within our soul what it's all about. But when we live with purpose, every moment of our lives is ripe with opportunity. Every moment of our lives is a way of seeing life through the lens of God's greatness and glory. And we realize that we're here for more than just the mundane stuff. And so how we look at the future matters supremely when we belong to Jesus because he is the one that holds the future in the palm of his hand. And our futures, though uncertain, are entirely under his sovereign control. And that's true for all of us, whether we acknowledge Jesus or not. But when we know that our futures are in the hands of our God who is sovereign, We know that we can trust that the future will be the right and good future for us because God will be in charge of our future. James says we're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Life is so quick and death is a reality that we must all face. We are not going to live forever on this earth. Our souls will live forever in eternity somewhere. <laughs> and if you, if you proclaim Christ and you walk with him and live for him, your eternity is without question going to be with Jesus because of your receiving of his gift of salvation. But life does vanish like a mist. It is so very quick. Um, James says the attitude we should embrace about the future is this. If the Lord wills it, We will live and do this or that. Now, that's not defeatism, and that's not um, checking out. That's simply saying, I don't know if it's the Lord's will or not. Uh, We will make our plans. We will 
set goals. We will aim for the target, but it may not be the Lord's will. If it's the Lord's will, we'll do this or that, and then we can give God thanks. Um, James says, as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. We bo- when we boast about the future, look what I'm going to do. Look what my plans are. Look at how I'm going to conquer the world. Um, we are setting the stage for uh, God to break us <laughs> and to remind us that he is, in fact, the one who holds the future in the palm of his hand. And then he closes out with a verse that fits in context, but is sort of a change of pace. He says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sin for them. In other words, if you're so focused on your plans and your goals and doing your life your way, that you miss out on good things in front of you that God is calling you to do for his purposes, and you know you ought to do them, then that is a sin for you. Now, in a, in, a, in a more clear context, every day we're faced with opportunities of helping people. And sometimes we get the tug on our heart and sometimes we don't. And I don't know why that happens and why it doesn't. I believe it's the things where we get the tug on the heart, where we have to wrestle it out with Jesus and go, Lord, I believe you're telling me this is your will for me. And if there those things that we're getting the tug on the heart for, we choose not to do, we are sinning. James is so clear about that. So that gives us a a measure to evaluate from. Um, What have you recently been getting the tug on your heart for? Is there a person God is calling you to help, an opportunity in ministry that the Lord is nudging you toward? Pay attention to that tug and then go do the good thing because God is leading you to it. And if you don't do it, I pray that the Lord makes you uncomfortable until you do. And I pray that he makes me uncomfortable until I do. I think this is a good teaching for us. I think about the future a lot. I suspect you do too. I don't get caught up in it to the point where it's crippling, of course, but I do think about how I should plan and what I should do and the people I should include in my life and whether or not it's God's will for those people to be there. And I hope that you do too. I pray that this passage will give you some good and holy guidance as you consider the future and your attitude toward it. God bless.